after the speech, I was literally like walking back um, with the president of Stanford, and then there was like Casual. a couple other. There was you know a couple other of the people on the board of Stanford. Um, and this great gentleman who, you know, has now become a great mentor to me comes and he's like, hey, I saw in the program that you mentioned you like Chelsea. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, why? That's a bit random right now. I'm a bit <laughs> starstruck, like, what's going on? And he's like, actually, you know, like, the people that just bought Chelsea, I um, I kind of, I know them. So um, if you want to meet them, like, no, no problem. And I'm just there like, eh? I'm going with the flow, and thank you, Falaron. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Go With The Flow. Have a special guest in the building, which first, let me just say this for any podcasters out there. If you're ever getting a guest on, make sure you have their roommate's phone number. <laughs> so you can so you can text them to make sure that they are awake before the recording of the episode. What's up? Welcome, welcome to the show, Tenny. <laughs> How are you? Oh, good, 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 good. So how do we even actually now? First things first, as always, I'm your host, Falarno Kolaja, or Flo. Like, subscribe, retweet, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. This is, yeah, go with the flow. Okay, so how do we first start by telling the people who you are, introduce yourself, how do we know each other? Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Temi Bolodioku. Um, I am, uh, I, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm an influencer. <laughs> uh, I mean, partially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I work in finance, um, and I uh, I just uh, love the game. So <laughs> kind of just me in it. Okay, there you go. Well, okay, so from Nigeria as well. So so the way we know each other is we work together. We met during the internship, and that's all the work talk that we're going to do. But so tell me over here. He went to he went to Stanford University all the way. All the way across the country i did how was your experience there i mean yeah I, I think like most things when you're in it you don't love it as much as when you leave um Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like i really i felt like at the time i didn't really appreciate what i had um you know starting there 18 coming from school in the uk straight there um it was uh, a bit of a culture shock initially um, but I feel like I had I had a good time. I had uh, made a lot of friends, made a lot of experiences for better for worse. But you know, I think at the end of the day, it helped me grow. So I was um, I was happy to be there. So and you strike me as someone who's very similar. And I honestly, now that I've known you for a little bit, and you're a friend of mine, I would say we're very similar in this way. You're someone who's very good about just being friends with everybody and being able to integrate yourself into whatever group yeah. that you're from. Is that something that comes easy to you? And is that something that you've always tried to try to do? Yeah, I, I won't say I'm, I'm friends with everybody. Oh, like, yeah, no, you're friendly, quite, but yeah. Yeah, I think I have, uh, I'm quite selective about who I'm, I'm friends with, but I feel like most people have great qualities about them. So I feel like I've had the opportunity to meet an array of people who have been very helpful to me, and um, I can only say I'm grateful for for those experiences. Um, but yeah, that's 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 a lot about my friends. Yeah, you find you find you find the best in people, which I think is is necessary. That's true. And so this guy right here, who if you're someone you who knows him, he's a great connector of people. He just had the party of the year so far. Oh, one that one that one that one that raised the bar that I'm going to October fifth. I will top it. 
Because you've raised you've raised the bar. Now I know what I need to do on my own my own birthday party. Yeah. This guy's great at bringing people together, but he's a very easygoing, lighthearted. Some I say goofy character. <laughs> That's what's up. But <laughs> I was look. I actually remember when you posted this Stanford graduation. You were selected as the baccalaureate speaker. I was, and you gave this speech. That's an incredible speech. Yeah, it's a great you. speech. I was actually I I don't think I ever texted you about it, but I remember watching when you put it up, and I was like, I love this speech. You mind giving the people thirty seconds on what the what the speech was about? What was your, what was your topic? Um, so I was asked to give this speech. Um, I had the opportunity of you know going through a, a process where by which they selected a, a, a speaker. You know, it's funny. I applied to be the speaker for Princeton. Oh yeah, they didn't want me. <laughs> they made a mistake bro. they did make a mistake i actually recorded the speech and put it out as an episode so oh, if really? you want to if you want to listen to the speech oh, it's actually actually somewhere keep scrolling on the spotify apple podcast and you'll find the speech there somewhere and then they actually took an excerpt of my speech and put it in the program in the program that's what they do yeah and i was like all right i'll take that it's uh, it. whatever up. yeah <laughs> um but like yeah like um i think the reason why i did it, it's like every Nigerian parents dream to see their their children like on the on the big stage. I think it's every parent's dream, not necessarily Nigerian. So. Mostly Nigerian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, like in any way possible, I tried to do that for my for my family. I just generally have liked um, speech giving, and you know, like I don't like the sound of my voice, but like <laughs> I, I do think that like I, you know, God has given me that type of skill to to make that thing happen. Um, in terms of like the what the speech was about, um, I was kind of like sitting in my bed thinking what um, what word would come to me. And like, I was just scrolling through my phone. Actually, I wasn't in my bed. I was on the way back from a Dave concert, okay. um, which was a bit that's, an interesting one. That's your guy. How are you? How do you always end up on the stage at Dave yeah. concerts? Because that's happened what, now, twice? <laughs> it's happened twice. Um, I mean... Pure luck or are you just, just best friends with him? Okay. Pure luck. I mean, I've <laughs> never met the guy and yeah, there's stories about that I can get onto. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, Sonder is the realization that each passerby around you is living a life um, as vivid as your own. Wow. I think is, uh, is a wow. very interesting... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo. The fact that you have that definition memorized, because I have it pulled up, the exact yeah. one that you read, and that was yeah. literally word for word, the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex that's as your true. own. Yeah. That's impressive. Sorry, continue. Uh, thank you very <laughs> much. Um, but like, uh, I think, you know, like, the op I think that kind of encapsulated my time at Stanford where you come in and you're like, oh, you're like, I don't really know anybody here. Um, but then the realization, once you have that moment of sonder that each passerby, everyone around you is actually interesting. Um, and, you know, I've carried that into like my, the life that I live now where like I meet people in New York and I'm like, okay, this person that I'm with right now actually not actually is cool. It's like, yo, you actually have something going on about you. But like they 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 have complexities to them that, you know, I would like to try and understand. Um, and that's why I kind of, you know, as you alluded to, I love meeting new people, um, you know, finding new opportunities and uh, and really attacking them with with pace and idea. So an honest idea. As honestly, <laughs> as simple as that sounds, that concept of realizing that the person across from you or the person that you're interacting with has so much more to them. Yeah. I don't think that's something that a lot of people have been able to register. Mm. And I don't know how many people live their life with that same type of mindset and attitude. Mm, yeah. Which is I don't think everyone is as friendly ish with everybody and tries to understand everyone and really 
meet each other in the middle about their differences. So as simple as, because it is a quite simple thing. This person that you're interacting with, they have their own life. They have their own thing going on. They're also just trying to provide for their family, feel mm. loved, feel supported. They don't want to be, we all as human beings have that exact same experience, but I don't think we do enough to actually try to appreciate that about the person that's next to us. So yeah, it's a great speech. If you haven't, you if you haven't watched it, please, please watch it. It was hard to find though. I had to just type in my name on, on YouTube yeah, and also on Instagram. So yeah. Um, and so even for that word, that more on that, on that thread, how do you try to more consciously then shape your interactions based on that realization? Mm. Like, okay, I'm, I first guess. of all, I'm, I'm asking real questions. I bet you didn't know. You didn't know. I, didn't, you, I didn't know what I was. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. My guests, <laughs> my guests never know what we're talking about until right before we start recording. Um, no, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think physically, I try and put myself in situations where I'm meeting people that. I don't um, have, you know, there's this uh, LeBron James, um, Marcus Rashford um, interview that I, you know, I speak with Obi a lot about um, where LeBron James. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my favorite quote. You know what I mean? Like, I like to put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable, you know, that type of thing. That 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 phrase, although it's it's hilarious, yeah. um, is actually kind of, it resonates with me because it's like, look, like, the more you put yourself in situations that you're uncomfortable and you don't necessarily have connections with those people, the the more you grow. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, that's that seems like one of those quotes that I'd be like, oh, you know, guys on a podcast just just <laughs> they just say it. But like yeah. genuinely speaking, the more you put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable, the more you develop and the, you know, the more you learn from those situations. Yeah. So I mean, f- like physically, I like to put myself in places where I'm like, I don't really know what, like, I don't know these people. I don't know what they're on, but like, I will do soon. So yeah, and I think LeBron was definitely lying when he said that's his favorite. Quote. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely a, not his favorite. That's, quote. that's a funny guy. And would would you say moving to New York is a part of that? And do you feel like <laughs> this is a a place where you've been uncomfortable or comfortable? Oh, definitely uncomfortable. Like I definitely came into New York thinking, you know, I'd have my set group of friends from school. Um, you know, like really like, you know, have everything on lock and, you know, have, you know, I'd, you know, live right close to work and, you know, everything would just be in place. But like, you know, like I wouldn't say New York has been like the place that, I mean, it's not been the place that I've, I've thought it would be in good and bad ways, good ways in terms of like the amount of people that I've met in such a quick time, short period of time, I should say. Um, has been unbelievable. I've had the opportunity to meet, you know, you know, our, our friends, like people from like a completely different realm of life to myself. Um, but then the bad ways is that I just don't love the city. That's just like really what it is. It's like I sometimes find myself asking, like asking myself, like, you know, is New York the place for me in terms of what I, what I, what like my journey? Um, I don't know. Um, but I do think that I've gained positives from, from my time here so far and, um, long may it, long may it continue. I hope. Amen. And honestly, I don't even think New York needs to be everyone's. It needs to be the place for their journey. I do believe that it should be a stop on everyone's journey. Mm, I I think it's somewhere everyone should experience. It's such a unique place, unique culture. Exactly. We just explained about being able to meet so many different people because of just how densely populated it is and how interconnected the city is. I think it's somewhere that everyone should at least 
spend a little bit of time. And I'm going to ask, I mean, well, you'll say this in the last question that, I, that we'll wrap the show with, but where do you see yourself long term? If you know, if you've thought. Um, I don't know, actually. I mean, like a lot of a lot of like what I'm interested in is um, I do want to I do want to help Nigeria. I grew up there um, like my whole life was is being a Nigerian. So um, I am Nigerian. I'm not British. I'm, I'm Nigerian. Um, and so like going back there in a number of different you know capacities is where I see myself. Um, and um, you know TBD on what I do, but yeah. like, you know where I am is is probably there. On so on being Nigerian, which I'm glad you brought up, so that we can have that that part of the conversation now. I think it's one of those. One first of all, everyone knows Nigerians. We're at the, we're we're everywhere, taking over the world in every 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 different capacity. And I think the upbringing is such a unique one because I was born there too, lived there for nine years. It's such a unique one. What do you what? How would you describe the Nigerian upbringing for people who who have not experienced it? Yeah, um, I mean, being Nigerian is 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 a is a roller coaster, I'd say, because you're already seen as you are, uh, you know, like people see you. They have a perception about you everywhere you go. I mean, I grew up in the UK as well, and like people used to say, "Oh, those Nigerians, these Nigerians, or whatever." I think it used to be quite a negative one. Um, like with all the, you know, internet prints and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. For one, that for one, not, yeah. for one not, right? <laughs> um, but like, I mean, generally now, like, I think the perception of Nigerians globally is good, one. In terms of like my upbringing, um, I grew up with, um, you know, two parents and a, br a sister who's younger than me, two years younger than me, and two twin brothers. Um, and so I feel like I had a very like, like Western Nigerian experience in that I had like a whole like family who, who, you know, traveled abroad, but also like had that Nigerian, I think I'd say I had a very global upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, so like in terms of feeling Nigerian, I wouldn't say that I'm the best person to answer. Um, you can say, that, you, but like, you I mean, can still answer that. I don't think, I don't think so. I think really? everyone who has their own unique experience so. and you're able to, there's truth to your experience. So I don't yeah. think there's any one person who's the right person to say, oh, this is what it's like to grow up in Nigeria. That's I think true. You're, there. you're qualified. I, I so. <laughs> I'm qualified. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm qualified. So I think yeah. anybody, anybody would be able to. How strict were, oh, first of all, one, I didn't even know you had twin brothers. I do, yes. How old? So they are. 20 years old where, where do they go to school my so my twin brothers both of them they grew up they grew up in lagos both mm -hmm. of them have autism mm. so it's something i'll come on to later but like effectively where do they go to school has been like a kind of thing of my life because i travel everywhere mm -hmm. that when i was younger i used to travel to places where they would go for treatment mm -hmm. so um so right now they school have you know self homeschool in mm -hmm. lagos um but yeah okay that's that's a bit about them mm. and um how strict were your parents with you growing up? Um, growing up, my parents weren't like that strict. Like they were strict, um, like in terms of like, oh yeah, you have to do your work, you have to do whatever. But like, I mean, I used to like, my mom used to be really, really strict with me in terms of like, like I would be, you know, kind of fear of the Lord, fear of your mother <laughs> type thing. Um, so I used to be more like really, really scared of my mom. Um, and now she's become my literal best friend. Like we talk all the time, like, um, she's great. Um, so I wouldn't say they were that strict. I think that I learned a lot from like my mannerisms and things like 
uh, kind of are very, very, very much from them. Like mm -hmm. I'd say like 95% of what I do, um, the way I speak, the way I act is from my mom and dad. Um, so um, yeah, I guess they were strict, but they weren't like, like draconian as it were. And was there ever the standard Nigerian pressure on you of doctor, lawyer, engineer? Never. Never, Interesting. Never, never. My mom, neither my parents aren't doctors, lawyers, or engineers. I mean, I don't think the most Nigerian parents who yeah. try to make their their kids yeah, doctors, yeah. lawyers, engineers, they're not either. So I don't yeah. know if that's actually my dad is is kind of an, an engineer. Like he runs an engineering company, but like, like he was. I think yes. Sorry, when I was at Stanford, my dad, I studied electrical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that. So I guess like my dad um, really wanted me to be an engineer in terms of getting the degree, but like after that, like. You know, it's as long as I've done, like, you know, once you check, you check the boxes, like, you know, you've done your thing, like, you have the freedom to to go and explore what you want to do. So I'm very grateful that there was no, there was no, you know, traditional pressure, as, as, as you know, as some people. Yeah, I was about to say, because my experience could not have been more different. Oh, really? point, oh, yeah, to this day, my parents are still like, oh, you're going to go to med school, right? Oh, really? And then even though they've, I feel like they've slightly given up on that, but their new one is like, oh, you're going to get a JD MBA. Ah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, first of all, two more degrees are like, oh, yeah, Harvard, yeah. Stanford, like yeah. all these different places. I'm like, I wish this was what I was play if I was if it was something I cared to try to do sure yeah but that pressure is definitely still there I mean I've told her brothers my oldest is a doctor he was an engineering major and so my parents also were like you'll be a pre-med engineer <laughs> and that, that's why I started Princeton pre-med engineering oh, and that's what made my made first change that's what made my first year let's just say difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. my GPA Tough. my grade in <laughs> physics whew, it wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't good. So, I mean, it's always interesting to hear how, again, each Nigerian parent goes about it. Because I have some other Nigerian friends who similarly strict parents, but others who not as strict. So I think the ones who aren't strict, we need to get them to meet with the ones who are strict to kind of <laughs> communicate. Or so that there's a bit of a middle ground. Communicate something to them. Yeah. The, the, the confidence that I would say most Nigerians have, where do you think that comes from? Mm, I don't know. I actually ask myself this question a lot. Yeah. I don't know, but I love it. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that's real. I think, yeah, some of the yeah. most, or some of the most confident, confident people that you're ever, ever going to meet. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's one of those things where you meet someone from Nigeria and there's just like a, an attitude, a can-do attitude. Yeah. It does, like, there's no sense of, I'm in this country and anything's going to hold me back. It's like, okay, how do I find my way to the top of whatever industry course, that I'm in? Yeah, like, Any industry you look in, there's Nigerians right at the top. I would say slowly, slowly taking over the world. Absolutely. And um, long may it continue. Amen. <laughs> idea, idea ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> which, speaking of which, okay, mm -hmm. idea ball. You're wearing the hat, you're wearing the hoodie. People see it on your Instagram. We got the hat on the table. Mm -hmm. For people who, who might be wondering, because I know there's many people who are like, what is this idea ball thing? How would you describe idea ball to the people? Interesting. Thank you for the question. Of course, of course. And we're gonna we'll clip this one up and get it ready for your oh, social. So thought, yeah. come on, give it, give us the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, I think a big way that I live life is through through metaphors. Um, I've always like I don't know, like Flo knows, like I speak a lot in like, in allegories, like in quotes in things like that. I don't say things as they actually are. Like a real Nigerian. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, in Proverbs, that's it. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, growing up, like I I had a lot of, um, I knew a lot about like, you know, I, I, I speak Yoruba fluently. So like I, I used to like 
again, I think I got it from there. That's part of like the Nigerian confidence as it were, because I have like these like allegories, I don't know if they're called allegories, but proverbs and, you know, they call in Yoruba, they call them always that I used to say. And that kind of influenced like this, like, you know, like this mannerism of just like speaking in what anything else but what it is. So, I mean, in school, um, you know, there was like a situation and um, and I um, I used to like, basically put like um like subs of like like you just basically like sub the person involved with the situation on on instagram and just like slowly like put it like you know like oh like something like was something was going bad i'll be like oh foul play or something like just how you said yesterday like oh uh flag on flag on the flag on the play like you know like i'll put like little like um you know tidbits about that Effectively, after a while, this develops into like a thing. I open up the Instagram and everything, and people are like, "Oh, wow! Like this is like it's like a you know like you know we we kind of like we like this." Anyway, long story short, a um, few months later, this biz- this business, as it were, now has hats. Um, um, we you know we in at the end of twenty twenty two, like we I had the opportunity to go and you know meet the whole Chelsea team. What? Um I'll ask you about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I um, you know, I got to put my hat with the Champions League trophy, the Premier League trophy. Um, so I guess what it means to me, what does idea mean to me? Idea is kind of the is like the concept <clears throat> that everything that we do, it doesn't matter how you did it, it's just the fact that you did it. Idea. As long as you did it, <laughs> is idea. Idea. Yeah, like as long as you tried, you tried. And like, you know, there are many situations right now where I I really, really want to be successful in. Maybe the situations aren't going as well as I want in every walk of life. By the end of the day, I'm never like unhappy because at the end of the day, I tried. Yeah. So like that's the most you can do. Um, and yeah, that's that's what idea boy is to me. So I'm uh, 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 so what we are is like a collective rendering of generational talents. Mm. So um, if you're a generational talent, DM me and let's join the team. In. There you go. Get a hat. So, join join the team. And I want a hoodie too. I, you said that was I, a one-off? This is one-on-one. And like we have like a shirt that I'm just like, basically like we're going through a few things this year, which I think could be quite interesting. I'm about to say get the merch out. Where can, um, people, where, so where can people get the merch? Just follow us on Instagram. My oh. dear Ball FC, send me a DM. You know, like, you know, our DMs are always open. So Next DMs are always open for everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> not for everyone. Not for everyone. Not for everyone. That's for. When you get the hoodies, I want to be first yeah, line yeah. for that one. That one. Yeah, yeah. How did you meet the whole Chelsea team? How did that happen? So after graduation, um, I, after the speech, I was literally like walking back um, with the president of Stanford and then there was like casual. a couple other people there. Casual, casual, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, the ex-president of Stanford now. Um, but like basically... They got caught up in the in all the... No, 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 no. He was before that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean like he... Um, you know, I was there with him, MTL, and then there was, you know, a couple other of the people on the board of Stanford. Um, and this great gentleman who, you know, has now become a great mentor to me comes and he's like, hey, I saw in the program that you mentioned you like Chelsea. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, why? That's a bit random right now. I'm a bit <laughs> starstruck, like, what's going on? And he's like, actually, you know, like, the people that just bought Chelsea, I, um, I kind of, I know them. So um, if you want to meet them, like, no, no problem. 
and I'm just there like, eh? <laughs> and the owners of Chelsea, bro, like that's come on, man. So I even changed into America. I was like, oh, oh I'll be so honored, sir. <laughs> That'll be great. Like, you know, Todd Bowley, Jose Feliciano, bro, Bedotic Bali, that's crazy. Um, and so you know, I I, you know, a week later I get this email on my phone being like, Todd Bowley has invited you to this this event on the world of Astoria. And I was just there with my phone shaking, like shaking. And so, you know, I get there, you know, I, nice. I see Todd, I see Jose, like, you know, these guys who right now have kind of been like... Oh, Jose you know, Feliciano. Feliciano. Oh, he was yeah. a Prince Underground. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and okay, Kwanzaa. Yeah. Kwanzaa Jones, yeah, they, yeah. yeah they, they just donated to get some They're building there. big, big time at Princeton. So, yeah. I mean, that's the connection there. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, like, after that, like, you know, I've just kind of maintained in contact with who I could maintain in contact with, um, you know, top top i have top top mentors from that event i managed to put my you know give my hat to todd burley it's you know now my whatsapp dp like i think that you know those people didn't really need to open up to me but they did um the state of chelsea is very different right now <laughs> but i believe in like you know how how it's going i do believe in the ownership I think that they know what they're doing as much as it might seem like they don't. That's got to be your political answer now that you, you rub shoulders no, with them. No, 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 no. Honestly speaking, I, I see the vision. I do see the vision. <laughs> you see the idea. I see the idea. So that's, that's just really what it is. Damn, that's crazy. And that just, the amount of stories like that where network, and this wasn't even you intentionally networking, but this was still the power of the network where it's really not what you know is who you know. Exactly. And being in the right rooms and knowing the right people. Like, the fact that you were able to, again, meet the whole Chelsea team and have that entire experience just because this guy was at the graduation, he saw, he read it in the program. Yeah. Nothing you had to do. I was literally just yeah. talking with some someone else where there, she said she got a job offer because she was at a bar and she was, she was speaking with her mom at a bar and... Someone overheard the conversation about how she was applying to this. She applied to this one company, and the person's like, "Oh, my friend is a CEO of the company." Wow! And she was able to get a job offer there. Didn't end up taking it, but just it's just Go so ahead. crazy how yeah. you work so hard on the GPA. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Z, just but, something just bro. It's just who you know. So really you gotta network intentionally. I was reading this. Um, fuck, I forget the name, but there was this guy who was very senior at. <clears throat> Either BlackRock or Blackstone, even as someone in finance, I still, <laughs> yeah, I, still I, I still, I still mix the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he was like an older guy, like in his nineties. He passed away like last year, and then he had this thing where he would do like it was either twelve or twenty lessons that he learned throughout his life, and mm -hmm. one of them was just like network aggressively because yeah. that'll be what gets you the next job, gets you the next position, gets you X, Y, and Z. Hmm. As much as it's great to go and be, sit, sit in the library and study and do X, Y, and Z, you should still read. It's yeah. good to read, like. Nourish your brain. I can just, <laughs> just put out a clip about that. It's really is who you know. Yeah. And as they say, your network is your net worth. Absolutely. Although that's saying, I'm like, and people, my bank account doesn't look that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. Since we're on the topic then, back to an earlier part of the conversation. Dave, how, how have you gotten on stage twice to do concerts? First time I was in Palo Alto. Um, my friends are like, yo, let's go to a Dave concert. He's performing in San Francisco. Um, very, very small uh, place. Joint, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Rickshaw Stop. And like, no one really knew Dave. This is like 2019. He just released his first or his first proper album, which is now his best album in my mind. Um, which album is this? It's called Psychodrama. Okay. Right. I'm not the biggest Dave fan, but I know the... Yeah, uh, so, you know, it has location. It has the songs that you've That's heard, so. A, man. That's my... That's you know how everyone has the one song where when you're on vacation, 
That's yeah. the shit you play. If I'm in the sun on vacation, yeah. location is the first song That's I play. It is, yeah. That's it. Send That's me it. the location. Hey. I don't know if they can pick up. And I'll be right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, like, I go there and, like, he's right there, right at the front. And, like, I think this actually, like, a thing that I've also, like, tried to, I've, I, I think it, it was also in, like, my life generally. I try and find something that, like, I connect to the person on. So, like, I brought the Nigerian flag. I was dressed in all yellow. Like, basically, it was very, very obvious that, like, I was there. And, like, I wanted to be on stage with this guy because I knew you did this whole Tiago Silva thing. Mm, true. So, I, you know, I, I, every time, like, there'd be, like, an intermission, I'd be like, ah, uh-uh, Ulua David, senior, man. <laughs> you get, like, I'll give him, like, a bit of, like, you know, what he um, wanted in terms of, like, that crowd love. But that one was just very, like, simple and, like, easy because, like, I, as soon as, like, he connected once, like, he was like, oh, who are we going to choose? <laughs> I competed with this guy who was, like, you know, a friend of mine now. He's a very good guy, younger guy. But I now messed up the lyrics when he was, like, doing the competition, who's going to come on stage? I messed up the lyrics. And this guy, thankfully, had gone on Dave, be, on stage with Dave before. Mm-hmm. And Dave remembered him. Mm-hmm. So Dave was, ah, oh, no, 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 nothing You've already done that, okay, okay. But the no, second, no, yeah. Nothing for you. That's Absolutely that, that's nothing my, for you. That's my new favorite saying. But then, yeah, I mean, the second time, like, he, um, it was a huge venue this time. Dave is now, like, huge. Same place, San Francisco. Um, I had no clue. I, I knew that I was going to be up in the front and, like, in the back of my mind, I was going to try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I mean, like, I had no clue that, like, it was going to happen, like, I, <laughs> there was this kid who was like, oh my God, like you're the guy who went on stage with Dave two years ago in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, 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 I was. Um, <laughs> Many and, celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God, please, can you help me like go on stage? Like I'd really, I was like, yeah, of course I'll help you. As soon as Dave comes with the mic, guy, I just push the guy like this. <laughs> I just push it, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm not, not. sorry kid, <laughs> your time is coming, but it's not right now. Um, oh, and so like, yeah, like I had the opportunity to go in again. And like at this point, Idea Ball was a thing. So I put on stage, I'm like, Idea Ball. Um, and like, you know, I had the opportunity to like, like I did like the whole Sue thing, like the whole Ronaldo Sue yeah, thing yeah. and the whole venue goes crazy. and. It was a, literally a top five experience. Which you also did to start your Stanford speech, which was legendary also. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, see. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to stop doing that. I don't really like that right now. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so since we're on the topic of you basically being famous. Ah, more famous yet. Too. Hey, man, so this guy right here, he has he's had a few few viral videos. <laughs> and people have, pro- have probably come across people's people's timeline at some point. This was really popping off like three, two, three years and ago. And again, like apparently in the last two days. But we'll really? That, yeah. yeah, yeah, what you're talking about. Okay, how did this first... Was the first one you did the one outside the bar? And okay, to give people the context, you would have... Actually, no, you tell people. What, what, what are the, the videos that, that went by? So, like... First of all, first things first, like this is not how I like Riz as a <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let's just get that clear. <laughs> Crystal clear. Um, but like basically, like the whole point of the everything was one day I'm outside a bar with one of my friends. Not a bar, it's a club in London. Um, I'm in a club in London with one of my friends, and like I was really tired and like Chelsea had just lost. And there was this girl there who, you know, like, I didn't even really know her. She was just on our table. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, she was asking me questions and I didn't really understand. So, effectively, I just started talking about life and football. Like, you know, like, at the time it was two goals. Like, we have Mount, we have Havertz in the register. You know, we talk about, like, a position in which people are moving around and into literally just talking tactics with her. 
um, because I couldn't hear what she was saying. She couldn't hear what I was saying. And she's yeah. like, I got it, babe. I got it. Like, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I understand, babe. And I'm like, yeah, no, you don't. Like, you don't understand this. Like, it's okay. Because it like, I was trying to get my feelings across in terms of like, look, like, this is this means a lot to me. Um, and I didn't know. My guy was recording me. Yeah. Posted on TikTok. Next day, boom, blue. Oh, that's like, hilarious. I didn't, you didn't know, know. You didn't know who was recording No you? clue. No that's clue. Funny. <laughs> the one that did blow was I was outside this club in London um, called Libertine where like literally all the Premier League footballers go and whatever. And I I was just like, you know, I had seen this guy called Leon Bailey's in Aston Villa, I think still, Aston Villa forward from Jamaica. And like, I just seen him because the guy was just like looking whatever. And I just remembered, oh, wow. Like I could actually like run this thing again because like the footballers here, I'm feeling a vibe, like whatever. So the one that blew was, you know, there was this girl who was just right there. And I, I just like, started talking to her in the same way whatever like just talking 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 and you know i start talking about it like really like aggressively like with passion um and i knew this guy i told the guy to film this time yeah. like, oh, whatever and he's like i got it babe like still i got it babe I started, like yeah like you know like you know like we have kai habits in the register position you know thomas Tuko. and that one like literally just took off i got started i started getting messages from like these different like uh, you know, ad companies. I did like an ad campaign once for Football Manager, which, you know, I got paid handsomely for. I was very like proud of that. Um, and like, I think that there was, um, there was, from there, it's kind of just taken off. And like, and the thing about the, the one meme that blew is that it consistently keeps coming back. Like on Football Twitter. Yeah. Like yesterday, I opened my phone in the morning and I saw I had 80,000 likes in 13 minutes on like this video. Like that was posted two years ago. So, and then this, you know, every single day, like no joke, every day I get like the, uh, emails from people being like, "Hey, can you like collab with us and stuff?" And you know, obviously, I'm I'm working in finance, so I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, yeah, that was gonna be my next question: is why did you why'd you stop? Is it just because full time work at our wonderful institution? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I think like I think yeah, like full time work, obviously, like that's that was the main thing. Mm -hmm. But like also like it's very hard to consistently be fake. Like I don't talk like that. So why am I consistently That's a great like point. That? That's why Bobby Alta fucking didn't last very long. She was right? here and gone in <laughs> two seconds. It's she was very, very on hard. A, like putting on an act. You know, Which, like uh, yeah. to do on a podcast, sorry to interrupt. To do that on a podcast and I remember when she first came out, the Drake one is funny, but I remember saying this shit cannot last. Because no, no. as someone who does a podcast, to be fake for an hour with the celebrity so, that you mean, it, it just, it wasn't sustainable. Like, yeah. Hey, how are you? Yeah. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't know it would go where it went. I'm happy it did. We released a couple music videos as well. You released music videos? I don't think I We haven't released them, sorry, but oh, like, you've we weren't allowed them. to because, oh. long story short, like, you know, where I work, I'm not really meant to, like, release music videos of me wearing balaclavas. Um, I mean, is there something in the rules that says you can't do that? No one, there's no rule saying it, but like, I just think, as they say, it's frowned upon. It, I mean, and I'll cut this out. <laughs> I'm going to bleep this part out, so it's okay for me to say this, but like, hey man, you got to live your life. That's yeah. the one thing I've learned, and I'm literally going to bleep this part out. <laughs> You, your shit is pretty big, which is why I feel so comfortable doing this. We'll so, get big one day. Amen. Amen. So that's, yeah, I'm not, I put, put out the video. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> put the put the video out. Well, who was the biggest reaction or celebrity or whatever that either like liked it, commented, reposted? Um, anyone that stands I, wow, out in particular? That's actually a very interesting one. Like, I mean, like I I did a video with Travis Scott. That was kind of crazy. I saw that. How was? No, we're just at this like restaurant and like he was there and he was like, hey yo, and I was like, ah, Travis Scott in the register position. And I did that with him. I just like then it was just like a lot of footballers. Like this guy called Mason Mount, who I used to absolutely love. And now he plays for Manchester now United. He for, now that he's played like two games for the devils, literally. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, I you know, I spoke to him. Me and him are born like one day and one year apart. Like he was a guy that I really like looked up to in terms of like a lot of the things he did. And then for him to like leave was almost like it was heartbreaking. It was generally like heartbreaking. So, yeah. was there space for him on that Chelsea team? You really still wanted him there? Oh, hundred percent. This was this was his team. Like he was meant to build. He's done build, nothing. Right? I mean, he's done nothing for us. So you could take yeah him zero back. goals in twenty twenty three. You can take him back if you want. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would now. <laughs> Mason, you're you're welcome to go back to Chelsea. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Um. Okay. I think so. Do you see a world in which you ever try to move back into that? internet type of not internet but football for sure like that's like my life like everything i do is like at least for the next couple of years like everything i do like right now in my mind is think about the game <laughs> whatever however you want to like say that like any game like i just like playing games <laughs> um so like ball is life basically and it's funny because you know what ball. i just thought you know what i just like yeah ball is life is essentially another type of like idea ball and that's yeah, another yeah. brand that is literally taken off and people use yeah in their everyday vocabulary so that's the I goal i didn't know about that you don't know because you're not a huge uh, basketball fan oh, okay ball is yeah. life so that's a basketball company channel whatever and that's okay. like uh it has become a like household brand and company for just the idea of like whatever the same way you just described your passion for football. Hmm. It's like ball is life. That's oh, it's, oh, it. Oh, it would oh, work perfectly for for what, what you're okay. for what you're explaining. Yeah. Since we're on the topic, um, football, soccer, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, we'll start with Premier League. Mm -hmm. um, Chelsea, not a, not that good of a year. What, what's your outlook on the season? Look, I mean. Like, <laughs> You know, like I have to talk like this. Because <laughs> I don't have to talk. Like, I generally believe this. I generally believe this, right? Like, I think that there's obviously with any situation in which there's um, big change, there's going to be some tough times. Like, no, no reason. Like, I mean, I'm seeing that right now in like, you know, my life in New York and stuff. Like, there's going to be tough times. Um, as long as you see a path to growth, then I'm fine with that. Like. Chelsea, the Chelsea ownership have an extremely successful track record in developing institutions and teams. Like clearly Capital is the highest AUM to headcount private equity firm in the world. Like it's it's amazing what they do. Um, Todd Burley and Eldridge, they've done some crazy stuff as well. But like, I mean, you know the whole thing about the Dodgers. The Dodgers were, I don't know much about baseball, but I mean, they were built into an institution where they sign the best and they do the best. And that's all I need at my club. Like, mm -hmm. you, you saw the whole Shohei thing. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. Imagine Chelsea signing Mbappe. Yeah. Like, Only pushback I'll give to that is Steve Cohen, manager of Point72, one of the most successful hedge mm -hmm. funds. He took over the New York Mets. They've been shit. So I don't know how that, well... They have nothing to do with the... With the... That, yeah, but you just said main, being able to run one of the best... No, 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 no. I'm saying the way they run them. Oh, like, okay, okay, okay. Not necessarily being good at finance means good at football. No. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying the way they run these institutions mm -hmm. uh, is, is world class. Mm -hmm. And they've done it with sports teams as well. 
So like not just like running financial institutions and then they've they've done they've built they've built teams that win. Mm-hmm. And like I'm very like proud of of this um I'm very proud of this consortium. And long may it continue. There you go. There you go. I wish I I wish I could say I had as positive an outlook on Man U. And <laughs> just bought, bought though. Hmm? Yeah, by Radcliffe, whatever his name is. I mean, I don't, I know nothing about the guy. I hate Ten Hag. I want him gone. I hate how he treated Ronaldo. Mm. In some instances, people always say like, "Oh, no clubs ever, no players ever bigger than the club." Mm -hmm. I'm a, I might, okay, I'm gonna say, but I know it's not true. Sometimes I might be a Ronaldo over Man U guy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's how much of a fan I'm of the guy. That's how much I love the guy. And so to see him get treated how he was and run out of the club when he was actually our best performer last year, and then the team was actually. For, yeah, two years ago, and the team has gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo came back, said things like the facilities are still what they were when he was there. He was right about everything that he said. Yeah. And what have we done since he's left? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. He, we had Ten Hag, he runs Sanchada there. Who said we have a way of bringing in these players who are so talented, mm. and then just I've never seen wasted potential more than at Manchester Van United. Beek, Van De, Beek, Di, Di Maria, when he was Maria. there, Pogba, Cavani, although he was older, Falcao, yeah. Alexis Sanchez, like you could go on and yeah. on and on. There's something about Man U where like, it's just, it's, it's Varane. <laughs> Varane, we're probably going to sell him. Martial hasn't played well. Even, yeah, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, When it comes to Manchester United, that's a team that I have, I have zero, zero faith in. We'll see if this new ownership and leadership changes anything, but. I don't know, man. Mm, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have faith in that. I don't know, man. But for you. Two more quick uh, soccer things before we go into our final two segments of the show. <clears throat> what have your thoughts been on all the the players going to play in Saudi Arabia? Saudi is a great place. I think, um, you know, I think that the opportunity to be part of something that is developing is always great. Um the fact that it's now the, the the financial muscle of 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 Saudi Arabia and the Middle East has come together with a sport that I love so much is something that like I can only speak highly of. Um, in terms of like the ethics of it, I don't know if people like I don't know I don't care really I don't care what people say about like the ethics like at the end of the day like there's a quote by this uh, Nigerian legend called Odioni Gallo. He's one of the top scorers in Nigerian history. Like he's, is he actually? He, yes, he is. Like he's for a for our national team? National team, yeah. I didn't even know. The that. highest goal scorer in Nigerian history scored 26 goals for the national team. Really? Yeah. Osimen is about to catch that. Wow. It's not great. JJ Okocha never scored that? No, those guys aren't gold scorers. They were like skillful, creative St- players. Wow. That's a shocking number. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Huge. Wow. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, like, look, like putting together the financial muscle and like, you know, this great sport, you get an institution, which is the Saudi Pro League, which is effectively what fans want. It's like a, it's a, it's a building block for exactly what they tried to do with the, um, with the uh, Euro, uh, I forget what Super it's called, Conf- Super League. Super League, yeah. Super right, it's League. exactly what you want, where you have the best players playing against each other every week um, and it's not so concentrated. Um, and so like, I'm all for it. I think, like, yeah, in my future, some at some point, obviously, like, I'd love to be there. But, yeah, sorry, the quote about Igalo was that, you know, at the end of the day, this football thing that we do is just for money. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, we say, like, oh, we watch them and everything. But, like, some people actually need to, like, get out and, 
and make money for their family. So that's an avenue. Then like, why not? Like, well, who am I to say that someone can't make money for their family? Yeah, I'm never going to be mad at that. Chase, get your bag. Chase, bag. Chase the bag. There's such a short, especially as an athlete, there's such a short window of opportunity to maximize the money you can of make. Of course. If that's in um, New York City or America, amazing. If that's in Spain, amazing. If it's in Saudi Arabia, do your do your thing, King. <laughs> like I can't I can't be mad at that. Even when Mbappe, how much did they offer? Maybe it was like was it Messi or Mbappe? One of them they offered like over a billion for like two or three seasons. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that is unfathomable. Yeah. If it was me, I would have been there. Like <laughs> it would be my son trust. Exactly. Exa hey, Project Mbappe is 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 so real. One side of the womb, you are training. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. That's what's up? Um, although funny enough. You see, and it was never going to work out for everyone. Like, Jordan Henderson just left. Um, Benzema is reportedly about to leave. So, again, it didn't have to work out for everyone, but I think as a whole, it's been a successful push into that area. Which league do you think is the best in the world? I was just having this conversation. Was it with Obi? It might have been with Obi. What, what, no, what's, like, what soccer league is the best? There's no, like, competition the Premier League. There's no competition. I agree. Like, there's no no competition. <laughs> <laughs> no competi yeah, competition. Competition. So, yep. <laughs> so, like, there's no, like, doubt about Like, Premier League is the highest in terms of gross revenues. Like, it's the highest grossing league in the world, most viewed league in the world. That's fine. I think what the debate is, what's number two? And there are quite a few different ones that go there, like... Spain and Italy, those are the two main ones, La Liga and Serie A. But, like, I, I think, like, in terms of the best, like, it's the prime. No, I agree. I was what was the debate? I don't... I, I, I think people... The, the debate people make is that because Real and Barca have been so dominant in the last 10, 15, 20 years, won so many Champions League, they're just looking at the tops of the league. Where, in that sense, I agree. I think they probably have that league not anymore. Yeah. At, for most of the last... 20 years have had the two best teams in the world. Yeah. So they're very top heavy, but top to bottom, I think is the Premier League. So I, I mean, think that's like, yeah. that's the argument people will make. Is the that... last time uh, either of those two won the Champions League was in 2021. Um, and I'll say, yeah, the last five five to five that, years, it's been the Premier League. It's been Premier League. Dominated like the last Chelsea, years, yeah. City, and Liverpool have just dominated. Yeah. And Bayern in Germany. Yeah. But Germany is a terrible league. So. Yeah, yeah. Farmers League, I said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Mm. Um, <clears throat> okay, damn. We've already, how long have we done? An hour? About? Forty. Oh, only forty. Wow. Days. Oh, I think it's just good. Oh, okay. The timing has me fucked up because I have to get to my golf lesson in, oh. in thirty-two minutes. But we will do um, our last two segments. First okay. one being music identity segment, or oh, I think I just named it. I have my guests come with five songs to describe who they are as a person. Guy, you planned that hundred percent. Ah, music identity. Guy. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you knew music identity. <laughs> segment. Like, come on, man. I leave it. <laughs> I leave it open uh -uh. for interpretation. Lovely. All right, so my guy, Timmy D, give us the five songs. Five songs. Yeah, song okay. and the reason. Okay, so song number one. I put on my idea ball half for this. Yeah, come on. Um, so um, song number one would probably be um, um, no competition, actually. No competition. That's fine. Um, just because, like, I think that, like... Great message, man. If I think someone is special, I... I decide to treat them specially, mm. um, whether that be friendship, relationship, and, mm. you know, like I, I really do think there is no competition for my lady, whoever, whoever that this guy may had, or may not had be. The the quote of the century at your birthday party that literally had us had us writing it down when you were giving your speeches. I'm not gonna share it with the world. <laughs> it's the, if 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 you know, you know. Like I'm gonna, no, I, will, no. I will be using that line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from on multiple. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so I mean that's my that's my that's my song number one. 
Song number two is uh is um probably uh I'd say okay so this song there are a couple of songs by Adekunle Gold mm-hmm. um which I really really like Adekunle Gold is a Nigerian um, artist um the the main one is um uh, wait let me just get this also I'm about to say yeah, I have have the it. List. Is that yeah. right am I allowed to bring of it course, oh, of course okay, last okay. last uh, week yeah. we stopped the show to go pull it out of someone's jacket oh really but, okay yeah 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 you're this okay. is this is a open notes quiz okay fantastic <laughs> as okay. they say <laughs> okay oh wow okay all right so song number two is Olomi like Basically, the song is very beautiful. Olomi is a song by Tosi Martins. Olomi, Onite, Mi. Great song, right? Like, so um, another one that I think is like, I think that's like a great song because like you're singing it to the person you love. Mm -hmm. A big like aspect of my life. Look at this lover boy over here. (laughs) It's just like showing people love that show you love. Like, I think like, so like talking to someone like that, I think is like, like, you know, like how I, I envisage myself. Now, the others are Dave, right? So the first one is, um, or two of them are Dave. The last one is not Dave. Next one is uh, Verdansk. Um, I just like the song. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then number four is, uh, is the song called Meridian. Because I think that, I think just the concept of a, of a meridian is great. I think like life is like a, a belt that keeps going round and round and like quickly Google's meridian. I feel like I know like prime meridian. That's a term, right? Yeah, right? I don't even really know what it means. Yeah, I, think, I, was about to say, I look, you don't know what that word. I think like but the whole point. <laughs> I think is there's like a, there's like a, I think the the suck the, the the how do you say the repetitiveness of life, something I really I really like. But like I think. Once you break out of the meridian, you seem like kind of special as it were and great. Okay. Well, um, for those curious, the definition of meridian, a circle of constant longitude passing through a given place on the Earth's surface and the terrestrial. Oh, prime meridian. That's the shit right through the center. Of the... Okay, bam. My, my education is, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, and then the last one um, is this song called Family Tree by Rams. Like, honestly speaking, like, I just made this up right now. I didn't like. I didn't. I told you I planned this thing, guy. I hadn't planned it, so I just. I just came it through like this. But one thing I'll tell you is, all of the songs I've chosen are great. But the reason why I say "Family Tree" by Rams is because like everything I do, everything I am, everything that's like, I I have with me is like, my family. Like the way that I've grown up around them, the way I've I've built who I am, the way I want to build, the way if I see myself in the future as we're about to get onto. You know, like that's, like, that's called a fucking the, segue. Yeah, yeah, that's ooh, a great okay. segue. <laughs> but like the future that I want to build has to do with you know building a family that I think that's like the best base, like your base. Like I, I do everything for my family. Like my brothers, I love so much. Like you know, we grew up in a different way to how like traditional like siblings would grow up. But like my brothers, I love them. My sister is like unbelievable like she's amazing like you know she goes to school in paris but like i call even in the middle of the work day which i might be you know mid-trade and she calls me like yo like tell me like ah, like like you know like we talk we she's amazing and then my parents like i learned everything from them but like in terms of like family tree the point about it is that like it's it has many roots so it's not just like my immediate family like you guys you are part of my family now like you know like my friends like people that you know like 
you know, some roots die. Like, you know, like some roots are, oh shit, like, oh, this person, this thing didn't work out. So like, fine, it's kind of part of the idea. <laughs> so like, I think- Idea. Idea, idea. So I think that like, long story short, like just network, the tree, a family tree um, is just like something that I want to build. It's something that I want to continue to nurture and nourish. It's also because it's a tree, you have to keep watering it. So something that you have to consistently check on. So it's something that I, I I'm a very family man, to be honest. So that was but, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And as he just hinted at, that'll take us into our our wrapping segments that I'll now do with each of my guests. Where again, if you didn't listen to this part of the episode last week, I read this one article where it had. People in their early 20s describe their ideal life 10 years in the future to the max maximum detail as possible. And then another part of the article was actually looked at how much it would cost to live that life, which is actually another mm. cool aspect of it. But forget the money part. Just I love the first part of it, trying to manifest to the most specific detail where you would want to see yourself in 10 years. So ra- take us away with that. I mean, 10 years' time, I, I do want to... I'd have done some stuff in Nigeria by then, hopefully. Not hopefully, definitely. Um, I think I have some big plans for myself that I want to get done very in my like mid to late 30s around, you know, Nigeria and like where I want to see myself in this new generation of game changers. Um, so that's that's the main thing. Hopefully with a partner in crime or partner in the Lord by my side. There you go. <laughs> um <laughs> And so um, there's there's that. And then in terms of, like, details, like, I already know my kids' names, hopefully. Like, you know, God willing, like, I have, you know, children. What's the breakdown? Yeah, I want, like, they all have, like, my name in their name. So, like... But I'm saying, like, boy, girl, boy, boy. But, like, how many kids do you want that way? Um, it's however many, like, she wants. So... Very good. Good, whatever. good answer. Yeah. That's on her. But, like, all of them have names already. Even if she wants 10, like, they all have names. So... Um, as you know, as they say um, in 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 thirty three gold, that's what's up. <laughs> Shout out thirty three gold. That's it. That's all. That's the whole answer. That's it. Okay. That's really, there's nothing. Fair. Nothing yeah. more. Nothing less. That's, that's fine. That's really where it is. Good answer. Love that. Where answer. we get there. Hey, my guy. Great episode. Absolutely, my G. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. This has been a very good episode. Um, he It almost didn't happen because he almost missed his alarm because he decided to be out too late last well, night. As I said. to record at 8.30 today. We will be there. We will be there. No matter <laughs> no matter what. But no, this has been a good episode. Um, do you have any final words for the people? Um, I just think, like, if I can lay any, like, word about, like, anything, I'd say that always treat people how you want to be treated. I don't know. I feel like I'm on a podcast, so I have, like, a... A platform <laughs> um so like always treat people how you want to be treated and like, roll. just kind of uh you know life is life is easy and it's kind of like it goes in waves by the end of the day go with the flow go with the flow because life is all and i yeah boy <laughs> this was another episode of go with the flow thank you for listening thank you we must be enough. Let's go with the flow.